back to Capitalize Your Fridays. I'm Michael Williams, founder and president of Altius Financial, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Dennis. Hi, everyone. I'm Taylor Dennis, Senior Wealth Design Specialist at Altius Financial. Glad to be back on. So today, we want to talk about this idea of credit freezes and protecting your credit. Taylor has uh, some specific personal experiences with this, and she's going to share some of that, those experiences. And then we can ta- talk about our advice to the listeners and, and who are just generally interested in that kind of issue with regard to protecting their credit and security. Yeah, so just a quick reminder. Um, I mean, I usually say this isn't direct advice, but if you really want to go for it and actually follow through and say, okay, I want to lock up my credit, this is kind of direct advice for you. Um, if we get off topic and start talking about something specific financial planning related, obviously come talk to us or your financial team about your specific investment and planning next steps. You're taking too big a risk there, Taylor. I mean, that's <laughs> supposed to be a disclaimer. And, and I know we want to mix it up because people get tired of going, oh, okay, I'm going to tune out for the small print here. But hey, we don't want to take any risk and have people think that we're saying this is really what you should do with your credit. You know, we lock it up. We don't want any liability. <laughs> If you, if you listen to Terry, Taylor's experiences and you make your own decisions, that's fine, but you didn't hear it here. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Don't come back at us if it doesn't work out for you, but if you want to take our advice, maybe become a client first. <laughs> yeah, people can always uh, reach out and, and talk to us. You know, we, we mention our email addresses all the time. Why don't you give them a way to contact us? Yeah, so taylor at altiusfinancial.com or michael at altiusfinancial.com, website www.altiusfinancial.com. So, you know, this isn't really meant to bring up bad <laughs> memories or bad experiences, Taylor, yeah. but people can learn from, from experience, and, and that's partly what we decided is that we just talk a little bit about this. I know part of why we're doing it overall is because you had a tough time uh, when you felt like freezing your credit was important, and... We just want to share that experience and talk about it a little bit. Yeah, so it's now been a handful of years, I don't know, three, four, five years since since my big experience, but essentially I was a fresh out of college kid and using technology to its finest and enjoying all that I could have in the in the in my the palm of my hand, in my own pocket, in my cell phone. So I had access to banking, Venmo, Facebook, Gmail, all of that was right at the tip of my fingers and um, while it was an amazing resource, I was naive to think that it was a protected resource. So essentially what happened was I was um, I was in a bar and I was on my way. I just been talking to some friends. I said, no, I need to go use the restroom. I'm going to walk from one side of the bar to the other, use the restroom, come back. On the pro- In the process of me walking to the other side of one one small room, it wasn't that big of a room, Someone managed to pickpocket my cell phone and was quickly hacking through my life. So um, my immediate concern was, okay, I'm a millennial. I'm stressed because I've only ever taken Uber. I don't know what a taxi is. <laughs> so how do I get home? Um, almost immediately after that, it was, okay, I got home. But, okay, now they have access to my Venmo. I was told that people were going through and hacking people's Venmo accounts. People were hacking their banking and so I quickly found, okay, they had hacked my Venmo. They stole quite a bit of money, um, multiple thousands of dollars from my Venmo account. And they were locking me out of my 
Gmail account. They were locking me out of my Facebook, which I still never got back. <laughs> uh, locked me out of Instagram. So anything that I had a password on that when I thought, okay, I opened my six-digit passcode on my phone, it would be safe. Uh, that wasn't necessarily the case. So my my instant and immediate next step is, okay, my password needs to be much harder than a six-digit passcode. <laughs> so for those of you who think, no one's going to hack me because nobody knows my birthday passcode or whatever it happens to be, um, I now have on my phone one of those passcodes where it comes up with a blank line and it basically gives you the option to have anywhere between one and like 40 digits of passcode, which maybe that's a false sense of security, but I also no longer go into public places with my phone in my purse unless I feel extra safe, which is almost never. <laughs> um, I almost ha always have my phone in my hand, in my wallet pretty close by just to be certain that that's not getting stolen either. Yeah, so that, you know, that was a terrible experience for you. Anyone who's had that even feeling like, okay, I've been violated in that way by someone hacking me. And, and we don't realize that even if you feel like you have a pretty secure, you know, X number of digits or whatever, the technology is there for people to be able to figure out pretty quick. Um, and that, that's a horrible feeling to feel violated. And, and that's partly why we're doing this, this episode on credit freezes. I mean, I know when you told me that story, Taylor, Specifically about, about Venmo. I, I, at the time, I was a, I was a, uh, on my daughter's high school booster club, um, yeah. and I was the treasurer. And there were all these tennis moms and tennis dads who wanted to say, "Okay, let's pay our dues and pay for uniforms and all that." Can I just use Venmo? Can I just? They want it all, and I was like, "No, we're not using that. <laughs> That's not secure, and we're not going to do it." And for a long time, I was very anti-Venmo. I, I use it now, and I, my understanding is that it, it, they've made some improvements to the technology as far as making sure that it's it's more secure. But yeah. uh, I think this is a good topic to just um, remind people about some of the risks that are out there. With the great technology that we have, there there does come some risks. And this whole idea of you know, should you you know lock down your credit or not is is a worthwhile topic. Yeah, and. So I would say when you think of what is a credit freeze, that's probably, at least in my mind, it's like the farthest end of trying to have as much security as possible, which is not, Mike will probably tell you in a bit that he's not going to say it's a ton of security, but I would say that's your, your bigger option. Your immediate first steps are, okay, well, do I have password protection on my phone, on my bank accounts, on my computer, on anything that anyone could access? Do you have passwords that are solid? How often do you update them? Um, I know we're probably all guilty of not updating our passwords as frequently as we should. Um, and then the next step is, okay, well, maybe some of you are listening to this and you're saying, oh, well, I, I never had my phone stolen, but maybe I left a credit card at a movie theater or I was traveling, I left my wallet on the plane because it fell out of my pocket. What do I do then? I mean, what if what if someone hacks me? What do I what do I do to protect myself? And I would say that your first step then is to freeze your credit card. So you're not necessarily freezing your whole credit, but you can freeze those accounts that are in that wallet. So if if you say, okay, I lost my entire wallet, whatever banking cards you have that are in that wallet that you've misplaced, you now need to just lock down so no one else can pick up the wallet and go have a shopping spree. So you're making a distinction though between freezing certain accounts, yeah, and freezing your credit. 
go a little bit further on that. What do you mean? Well, so freezing your account is you going to your online Wells Fargo account, hopefully on a secure secure Wi-Fi site, because I know a lot of people get hacked by logging in in public. Um, and then from there, you just toggle the button that says freeze this card. And so this can be, I mean, if you ordered pizza last night and left the credit card under your couch because you just accidentally misplaced it and you're thinking, oh, it's, it's in my house for sure. I just don't know where it is. Maybe you don't necessarily need to order a whole new card, but maybe you just freeze it until you figure out where in your house you left it. If you left it in a public place or it's with another person, instantly freeze it and then order a new card. <laughs> so in, in my situation, it was hard because I had to order all new cards and freeze everything. And I wasn't, I was kind of a novice to the Apple Pay situation. I don't even know if it existed at that point. I believe nowadays you can almost immediately access your banking through Apple Pay with your cell phone as well, if you're an Apple user. So you could say, okay, I'm waiting for my Chase Bank card to come in the mail, but in the meantime, I can use my cell phone to pay for my groceries. So if I just freeze my credit card accounts or the various accounts that I have, is that it? Am I all done then? Am I secure? Well, so then even you can't access them is the challenge. So that's where you either need to make sure you relocate those cards and know that they're not hacked, or you need to order entirely new cards and start over, which is kind of a hassle. But if you lose your credit card, you don't want someone else, or your banking card, you don't want someone else using your money. Um, now, on the further end of things, which is kind of what the whole concept of this is, is, well, what is a credit freeze? So we talked about, okay, you're freezing maybe your checking account or credit card XYZ or even maybe all of your credit cards. But a credit freeze is freezing your entire, what's called your line of credit. And so essentially, um, when you go to make a big purchase or when you ever plan to move, so if you're looking to say, okay, I'm renting a new apartment or I'm buying a new house, you typically have to do what's called filing a credit report. And so those come from three, three top companies. So it's either Equifax, Experian, or TransUnion. Sometimes they're following all of them. Like if you got a mortgage, they'll look at all of them. And essentially what you're doing is you would be locking each of those credit lines so no one could take out false credit in your name. So, I mean, so they, could, they, couldn't, about, they couldn't take out false credit, but then you couldn't take out credit either, right? I mean, no, you can't either. <laughs> so there's the challenge. Um, when I did this many, many moons ago, my thought was, well, I have my car, I have a place to live, I don't need a new credit card other than the one that's on the, in the mail, just lock it all up and stick it in a dungeon, and I don't need credit ever again. It's so go fine. a little slower. <laughs> so you're, you're, in this case, you're taking the full nuclear option, right? You're, you're, you're yeah. saying, not, I'm not just messing around anywhere with the account level. I'm going to Experian, uh, um, Equifax, and, and uh, TransUnion, and all three of them. I'm establishing yeah. my own account there and yeah. and locking up my credit with those guys. And that's, like like I said, sort of the big gun nuclear option. Lock, I've locked everything down. And then what? Yeah, so it the process is, like Mike said, you go on their website. You set up your username, password, put in a lot of your private information, which will seem scary, but they also already have it <laughs> if you have any kind of credit. Um, and then you set up an account and you say, I want to freeze my credit. And um, 
the setup process is pretty simple and straightforward. You just kind of follow along step by step. It's essentially the exact same thing on three different websites. But when it comes to, okay, now I want to move apartments, or now I want to buy a house, or get a new credit card, or um, buy a new car, then you've got to go back and unlock your credit on maybe one specific one, maybe all three of them, so that you can have access to that credit should you need it. So are you are you saying you're an advocate of this or not? I mean, I kind of, I mean, in one <laughs> sense, I could see where if someone's violated and hacked, they, they really want to, you know, get more secure, yeah. right? It's like the person who's robbed, you know, I'm going to go out and buy a gun or something. Yeah. Uh, they get, you know, maybe they overreact. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just wondering, okay, are you an advocate for locking down your credit? I'm, I can see why the tool's there, but then you're kind of locked out of your own ability to transact business or buy things on credit or, or I mean, is it a good idea or not? Why don't I, we all I just do it's, that? It's a give and take. Um, when I first, I guess in the past couple of years, I've had moments where I've wanted to make large financial decisions and I felt that I had a delay in the ability to do so because I was thinking, okay, well, I, I set up that PIN three years ago and wrote it on a note card that no one else could find, but now I can't find it either. <laughs> it's probably recycled in our safe shredder. <laughs> um, so it became a, a hassle to get through whenever I needed to access my credit. I think now it's become less so because I've worked on having clarity on my passwords. Um, but to me, it's it's the peace of mind. Um, it's not, I don't think it's really, if someone really, really wants to hack me because they think that's the person I'm going after, I think anyone with the willpower can do anything they want to do, but hopefully they don't want to hack me. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's, it's always it trade-offs, right? I and mean, that's, the, you know, kind of going back to an earlier episode, we were talking about economics, and I was getting all geek on you. But I mean, you know, economics is the art is sort of the art of trade-offs, right? You know, you have more security, but you have more less uh, convenience. And so, a lot of these new apps and new payment systems and new ways of transferring money or transacting uh, is very convenient, um, but it also has a downside. You know, that means that. We're putting ourselves more at risk. Now, obviously, the, the companies who provide those apps, they have every interest in the world in making sure their their application and their service is secure. So, you know, sometimes we have a false sense of security, and I don't really know. I mean, I, I wonder. Um, I do know when I'm interested in knowing about security, I go to people who have a lot more technology experience than I do. Yeah. And our techie guy sometimes says, you know, that you know, having your credit locked or or you know, or LifeLock, you've heard the product LifeLock. I'm not trying to make an advertisement for or against them. But, he, you know, he's saying those kinds of programs are sort of just there to make you feel good. It's kind of like going through TSA at the airport. Is that really, you know, yeah. are you a lot more secure? <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe you just feel that way. You know, that sometimes that happens. They're they're making efforts to make you feel a certain way rather than really protect you. But Yeah, I guess to me it's, okay, well, someone's going to hack, and they're trying to hack one person today. Are they going to hack the person that they've got to figure out how to get through their credit lock? Or are they going to say, oh, that one's open. I'll just, I've already got the information. I'll go for this. That's right. If you, have, if, you have a, easier. if you have a car in a parking lot and you've got the, the doors unlocked, it makes it a lot easier than someone who's got the, uh, you know, the car alarm, the doors locked and, you know, all kinds of 
bizarre sounds and noises coming out in a, in a, in a crow, you know, one of those bar things across their steering wheel. I mean, yeah, you, know, just, you know, they could, that can be a, a stolen vehicle as well, but it might be not be the first choice. So sometimes yeah. it's a matter of just how many lines of defense you want to have. Um, you know, it, it, it's a, like you said, it's an interesting world we live in where we have lots more conveniences, but we are putting a lot more personal information out there. And um, there are certain prudent things we can each take, you know, prudent steps we can take to protect ourselves. Yeah. Um, any other advice that you have on that? Well, so that's where I would say this applies to everyone. If you're listening and you don't have a password on your cell phone, that's your step one. If you're listening to this and you don't have a password on any money-moving type applications, that is your step two. <laughs> um, and then hopefully nothing bad happens to any of our listeners, but if you are in a situation where you misplace or have a card taken from you, you definitely want to make sure you're knowing that you can just freeze that so no one else can access it immediately. Yeah, and, and some of the prudent steps we talked about, you know, having, having strong passwords, um, not having them written down for obvious, you know, thieves or, or people to commit, you know, to take advantage of and, and making sure that you're, you know, taking the steps to, to protect yourself. Um, any other thoughts on, on sort of, uh, you know, trying to prevent yourself from being um, a victim of financial theft or uh, hacking or anything like that? Yeah. I'm an advocate of using the, the password vaults, although that, that can be scary because you have one master password where you, and and that's the vault that you have that has all your other passwords. So that can be scary. You got to make sure that one password you don't forget and that it's really secure. But I think there there's some really good services out there. Uh, and if any, if anyone wants to know to talk more about them, we can. You know, you can contact us. I don't want to be a, an advertisement for them, but um, there are definitely some good services. And we and we have our own vaults here at Altius where we can have clients store certain things that they want to be more secure, even if they don't want us to have access to them, they can make sure that they uh, store important information or documents and have them be secure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, thank you all for listening to our podcast. As always, we invite you to follow, like, friend, subscribe, and all of our platforms. We've got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and obviously the podcast. Um, all of our platforms are saved as Altius Financial. It's typed in one word, so it's pretty easy to recognize. You've got our logo as the um, profile picture on all platforms as well. For those of you who tuned in last year for our 53-week challenge, we are now adjusting it to Terminology Tuesdays. So please check out our Terminology Tuesdays post that we're going to do every Tuesday of the year. So those should be a lot of fun, kind of keep you engaged in your finances and some financial knowledge. As always, if you have any kind of questions, comments, concerns, any topics for future podcasts for us, feel free to reach out to us, Taylor at AltiusFinancial.com or Mike, oh, Michael at AltiusFinancial.com. Um, also, our website is full of resources, so if you have any questions about um, learning more about financial planning, advising, investing, and our strategies, it's www.AltiusFinancial.com. Thank you. See you next time. Yeah. What do you think? How long is it?